Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the show completely fixated on answering the who's, why's, where's and what's, which naturally arise when a woman reveals the innards of her bag. We are your hosts with the totes, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I was the development executive at Psycho Entertainment for many years, which gave me great insight to the workings of a fascinating industry and allowed me to legitimately call watching TV at work, viewings. I'm a freelance journalist and editor and have worked for the Sunday Times, Net-A-Porte and Matches Fashion. I never miss a deadline, unless that deadline is at the school gates and every day. This is the one where we share our amusement at the magical power of the humble sticker, debate the pros, cons and money-spinning opportunities of pet ownership and put ourselves about a bit in the world of networking. <laughs> Now, as unpredictable and on occasion soggy as the British springtime weather, here is our fittingly grey handbag. So, shall we kick things off and have a little look and see what's in our bag this week? Let's have a rummage. Jess, you go first. Ah, what do we have here? One of three to four thousand that I carry at any one moment. Stickers. Oh, they're just the most annoying and yet essential item in any parent's arsenal. Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) I am never without a sticker and that is not always intentional. I will leave the house and go to work and think I'm ready for the day and there'll be a sticker of Bambi on my backside and I just won't realise it until when I get home that night and it'll have been there the whole day. I don't like stickers. But they are a kind of essential bit of bribery really, aren't they? When you're trying to encourage, it coax your children into doing something. What is this magical power they assert over children? A little bit of paper that will basically fall off in under 30 seconds. I know. They don't stay in your clothes the only thing stickers stay on are flaws have you noticed that people go oh do you know how many hours of your life you spend asleep or on the phone how many hours of my life have i spent scrubbing with my thumbnail (laughs) a sticker off the floor and airplane windows that's the other place they don't come off sorry EasyJet, that was me (laughs) stickers are something to uh, aspire towards i mean i've started these things before you know the reward charts and by day three she's sort of lost interest so have i frankly when you are trying to instill discipline in the kids do you have any tips or techniques you would care to share empty threats it's nice. really <laughs> that's really my tactic i seem to take one minute i'm a real pushover and then the next minute i've just had enough and that's it and i'm taking away all of your toys <laughs> only for them to be reinstated later <laughs> that evening no you're not mummy yeah. i at this time i am but you didn't yesterday i know but this I mean is it. for real now. <laughs> you push me too far. <laughs> I know it's drummed into us and our kids that listening to authority is really important, but do you ever wonder whether making our children toe this party line is actually going to be to their detriment? How many people have you heard say, oh, I was terrible at school. I never listened to authority. I couldn't be doing with it. If someone told me what to do, I did the exact opposite. And they're sat there telling you this from their throne fashioned entirely from 50 pound notes. <laughs> My old boss. As in the cowl. Yes. He always says he doesn't 
lesson at school, he naturally questioned authority. And I sometimes wonder whether I'm doing the right thing by making my kids listen to everything I tell them to do. Well, it's a constant mashup of juxtapositions and contradictions, isn't it? The whole parenting thing, because on the one hand, you want your children to uh, be able to listen to instructions, to be able to listen to you. But then at the same time, you also want them to be independent thinkers who don't just do whatever they're told and come up with their own ideas. And so stickers help. <laughs> you hear your children repeating back what you say to them, don't you? So I was with my nan at the weekend and I'm always saying certain things to the two kids. You hear yourself repeating it like a broken record. I was trying to explain something to my daughter. I was guiding her morally and my nan, because she's brilliant chipped in to back me up and my eldest daughter turned around and said don't you get involved <laughs> so my nan <laughs> that is brilliant that reminds me a couple of weeks ago my little boy was standing on the coffee table as two-year-olds uh, want to do inevitably fell off the coffee table and after much cuddling and consoling I then heard my daughter rubbing him on the head and saying you better be careful of your future <laughs> <laughs> That is a big sentence. It's quite a big concept at the time. The other morning, and actually my husband and I had this hilarious moment of thinking we'd gone into some weird time machine and fast forwarded 10 years. She was looking really sulky and stroppy. We were just like, oh, come on, darling, cheer up. And she was like, what? You're always going on at me. I've just woken up. <laughs> so you say she'd just woken up. That instantly makes me think about this week's tiredness competition. Do you have anything? I do, actually, yes. So we had some friends over to stay last weekend. And um, as seems to happen with parents, you know, everyone gets a little bit overexcited. Do you mean drunk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so things got quite messy uh, very quickly I got to bed at about 1.30 and my son woke up for the day at 4 o'clock in the morning no. it was horrific absolutely horrific I can see you're still smarting yeah I mean literally I've still got the nervous twitch in my eye I'd sort of do a shift for sort of an hour and then I'd go up to my husband and be like okay you're on now I can't do it anymore you need to take over and he'd be like, no, no, you need to carry on. You can't, you can't make me do this. Don't make me do it. And it was just this kind of awful ongoing argument between the two of us until eight o'clock in the morning, when, which felt like about five o'clock in the evening. So I actually, I wanted to use a listener's one because I really loved it. On Instagram, Juliet Jackson Handmade posted that she wanted to enter something this week. And that was that due to tiredness, she had gone into her sitting room, turned up the light dimmer and wondered why the radio wasn't getting any louder. <laughs> <laughs> which I loved. Uh, that is brilliant. I think Juliet Jackson, you definitely win. I'm afraid there isn't a prize. <laughs> yes. Of course it's a prize. It's our admiration. Um, actually, we've had a lot of feedback. So a lot of men, Jess, listened to this before bed. I don't know Ooh. what that means. <laughs> yes. That's brilliant. Yeah, apparently we're relaxing, which is hilarious considering we're talking about stuff that men usually don't want to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> You wanted children. Hmm, why are you whinging? <laughs> but no, they listen to our dulcet tones before they sleep. So sleep well, gents. Yes. 
<laughs> we have people listening in the bath in traffic jams not at the same time you understand there are women squirreled away in darkened rooms with coffee or something stronger on the go listening to us hello to you fellow reality escapees and to those marathon trainers out there oh we are so pleased to be on board with you because we know we're not going to do it yeah. <laughs> so thank you for taking us on your journey yeah. I was banned from saying that we went through a few years of really overusing journey at Tycho been on a journey no you have it you're 16 well now you can use it to your heart's content <laughs> Jenny! I don't want lots. I want ice cream. This is telling us, Jess, we have to move on. We have to move on to our next Aww. thing. I'm going to have a rootle around. What is this little fluffy affair? This is a little toy cat, which is <laughs> covered in stickers, <laughs> funny enough. <laughs> like everything in the world. This is a substitute pet for my five-year-old daughter, who is currently obsessed with the idea of getting a bunny rabbit and a guinea pig for her next birthday. So inadvertently, you've got toy animals to make less mess. And actually, by having five and a half thousand of them, they're presumably all over your house. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, there actually isn't room in my daughter's bed for her to sleep in it anymore. She's like, basically, mummy, what I need is another bed for all of my toys. <laughs> it's the obvious answer. The obvious solution. She is so funny. I think three times a day now we're getting the request, mummy, please, if I'm really, really good, I need a rabbit and a guinea pig to keep it company. I need. I need, <laughs> yeah. And yes, I think pets are an essential and inevitable part of parenthood but it's just once you start there's no getting off and it's going to be me clearing out manky old rabbit hutches in the rain in the winter once she's gone off the animal and can't really be bothered with it anymore that's why it has to come from you because it is for you really yeah we have a cat i would have the place awash with animals i adore our cat i think a cat is an excellent animal because they are notoriously self-sufficient i was down with my family at the weekend and my mum was trying to get me to have a horse oh casual you know that small have a pony portable inexpensive (laughs) creature and she bought the kids some jodhpur boots I'm like don't but I mean I think a lot of the time the thing with pets is the parent was saying it's a great way for the child to learn about uh, responsibility and caring and mortality as well if you're getting deeper about it but the exciting puppy or kitten becomes annoying or boring after a while do you need an extra thing to worry about as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But then on the flip side, if you get an animal, they are a constant lovable friend who you can trust. I remember growing up with animals and it's just that was all you needed to entertain yourself. This brilliant friend. That is absolutely true. And I need to just stop being so curmudgeonly about it. You know, the dog thing, I can see they're definitely a companion. The guinea pig. The guinea pig. Not so much. But then also consider this for the future entrepreneurs. So when I was a child, I got a female guinea pig and my best friend got a male guinea pig because we just learned about some stuff at school and we're like oh right oh i see what needs to happen together yeah let's we're going to introduce and what we thought we'd do is make a fortune because we thought that they would mate and we would have babies and we would sell these babies and we could possibly even have more and what we didn't think about space or anything (laughs) (laughs) apart from the money we would make off our (laughs) guinea pigs and we didn't think through any of the details of our guinea pig empire and in retrospect it was probably a blessing that our pets didn't fancy each other they thought this isn't going to work actually looking back on it it's a shame they didn't get on with each other more because who knows where my journey would have taken me you could have been talking to me today with me sitting in my throne made entirely 50 pound notes that could have been me but anyway it wasn't to be so what I did was pop back down the market and bought four chickens which were an absolute bargain a quid or so each oh okay then I sold the eggs for 10p each I feel like we're going into segueing into a kind of maths special this is unintentional maths is not where I ever want to go but it did teach me I guess a lot how to balance my books I had to save up money to buy the uh, the chicken hutch do you mean the, the coop Charlotte the chicken hutch I think it's a coop alright <laughs> it was a coop when I made the money um... <laughs> what do you wear with mummy did you mean to right well here we go I think that maybe is the sound of somebody telling us to move on this is our last one what will we find oh this is quite a hefty stack I'm pulling out here what's this? Oh it's a handful Jess What is that Charlotte? Allow me to channel Fiona Bruce as I get these into some kind of order Some kind of deck of cards. This is just a selection of some of the business cards I like to acquire. It's an impressive haul. Yeah look at all the people I've met. So many I really like business cards because I once met this rather inspiring lady who was very high up in an international bank uh, not just on top of it you must understand physically <laughs> but in like... terms of the hierarchy of the employees mm. and she once said to me one of the best things you can ever do when you're meeting people is try and remember some really personal things about them and when they give you their business card she said what I always do is I go home and I write down those two or three things they've told me on their card it helps me commit it to memory and I also then next time I go and see that person when I look at their card I go they have two kids or you know they enjoy hiking in the Himalayas or you know those thoughtful drink, details drink far too much G&T all these important things but it helps you connect and remember that stuff and remember the occasion oh gosh I remember I was talking to the men but she said it was her biggest tip for people in business that's a great suggestion yeah so I've carried it on oh what, what no so this here? one works with Phil. She's friendly. <laughs> <laughs> this one 
told me that formats are selling well in Vietnam and Thailand and she was wearing a white lace blouse. <laughs> <laughs> so you can say next time you see her when she's not wearing the white lace blouse. Say, didn't you have that amazing white lace blouse? <laughs> this chap I drank drinks with. Uh, you drank drinks with him? <laughs> and he was just telling me about being a dad and how it was quite tough and God and then traveling what it's like and how he manages to see the rest of his family. Then he gave me his business card and went, oh, you're quite important. <laughs> People's titles can be so entirely intimidating, can't they? Yes, but also so entirely misleading as well. And, you know, you can have some organizations where everybody is a director, like literally all four people. <laughs> I found one of the things brilliant about being pregnant was instantly it was a leveler with other women who are pregnant. It didn't matter what your job title was or what your background was. Suddenly, you were chatting because you had something in common. I just want a ham and cheese toastie, don't you? I have always had brilliant female bosses who have been fantastic at championing upcoming talent and loyalty. And I think for me, that has just been the biggest thing that I've learned through work is the importance of staying loyal, staying in touch and making sure that you give breaks to people and don't just keep it all to yourself. You know, you've got to help people out because you were the person being given a helping hand once as well. So like if anyone wants to come and do work experience on the Handbags at Dawn podcast... <laughs> please send your cv to <laughs> i would love that yes. where did you do work experience i did brilliant work experience at the henley standard where i did swan upping i went up and i went and did swan upping i reported on that for the henley standard it's quite a big ceremony they have an official swan upper appointed by the queen who once a year goes up the river like of course they checking do. <laughs> all the swans and of course roving reporter on work experience at the Henley Standard was sent to report on this. I love that that is a thing. <laughs> Have you ever noticed when you're trying to renew your car insurance or anything that when you go to the drop down menu for your employment details for your job title, so this is relevant <laughs> I always scan through to look for development executive or senior creative, so these are the things I was doing. No, no okay, so my job title's not there, not there, not there. Okay, maybe it's a bit of a random job title. Then you reach chicken sexer. <laughs> chicken sexer? I kid you not. It's a thing. Chicken sexer or chicken chaser. Everybody listening, go on to go compare and pretend you are a chicken. Go, you won't believe me until it happens. And you will find chicken sexer. Now, I might be totally misinformed, but there can't be that many of them, right? Chicken sexes. And this wasn't uh, to get a job at the market in Devon, no, was it? <laughs> no, this is just trying to do something standard. So it's just a standard template, essentially, to represent a cross section of the British culture. <laughs> How many people are wrapped up in this industry? It, well, it's obviously quite a big market. It's a thing. <laughs> like Chicken sexes. I put it to you, what is that all about? I used to do a lot of the auditions for X Factor and Got Talent. And I can't tell you how many times I heard women say, when I said to them, so what do you do? They said, I'm just a mum. One time I was pregnant with my first and every time someone said, I'm just a mum, I became inconsolable with tears. <laughs> You're not just a mum. You are procreating and that is what life is all about. Because like, you know, you're ultimately yeah. incredibly emotional. And I also thought, is that what is in store that I'm suddenly going to feel that that is what I am. I am just a mum. See, my mum hates, hates, hates small talk and hates it when people turn to you and say, so what do you do? Or how are the kids? She hates both of those questions. She doesn't <laughs> like talking about us. Um, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was telling this to a friend. He said that his friend is purposefully obtuse when she goes to dinner parties. She settles herself down. She gets a drink. And then she slams a hand on the table and goes, so who's adopted? And always <laughs> tries to start the conversation off in a really interesting way. And yes, yeah, going to ruffle some feathers. But God, that means she's not going to be bored. And she hates that small talk of what do you do? But it can be really interesting. It can be if you're put with a good person. You know, sometimes you are sat next to somebody and you can be the chattiest person and you always have something to say and then you're suddenly put with someone and you just feel all your chatty ability evaporate. What sometimes. happens? Some chemistry is just not right. And you think, you're interesting. Why have all the words left my head? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's awful. And awful. then you start being aware of it and then that's it. That The minute you've noticed it, it's a bit like when you're reading a book and you can't, think of the story anymore you can just see words it's like doing magic eye you've got to let yourself relax otherwise you can't see the bigger picture and then the horror of the album going up on Facebook which shows you and the other guest at the wedding um, both looking in opposite directions at the ceiling really looking uncomfortable and you're just taken right back to that moment where you were desperately trying to find ways to talk interestingly about the starter that's where us Brits do love to fall back on the weather don't yes. we Yes, thank I mean, God for the weather. Thank <laughs> God. I once went to something where I was totally outclassed in every way. Because of my sport, I was asked with a friend to do a demonstration at the polo, Jess, would you believe? Oh, fancy. It was fancy. The people around me were amazing. And I was thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I was riding Roger. We did the demo. I can do that. That's fine. In my comfort zone. Got off the horse. I had dreadful hat hair. The hair it was indescribably sweaty. I was asked along for lunch with some very interesting and possibly even a bit royal people who were talking about things I just couldn't relate to oh. so I just did what I usually do and made a total fool of myself <laughs> and they were laughing but it was at me not with <laughs> definitely <laughs> talking and talking and talking and at the end Lord Shinington turned around and said to me well aren't you refreshing <laughs> <laughs> If that's not a backhanded compliment, then I don't know what is. <laughs> is it something really important? I can draw a caterpillar. Here endeth this week's refreshing podcast. <laughs> Going out to the gentry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yes, and if you've enjoyed it, we'd be delighted if you subscribe to us on iTunes. And you can find us at Handbags Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you fancy it, give us a like on Facebook. Why not? We like you. Thank you so much for listening to us. We've absolutely loved speaking at you again. We will be here, same place, anytime you like, next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Mommy! <laughs> I love fucking now. Yeah, you can.